that can be very detrimental. Don't be trying to time the market. The market over time will always grow and perform because we have inflation in there as well. But try not to make those rash decisions without a financial professional who understands what's going on. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Glad to have you on the Retirement Reality Podcast alongside Mike Koyanen. I am Ben George, and we're talking about hindsight. Looking back, some of the common things that you know we might hear from people that if they could have done things differently with their finances or a retirement plan, you know, these are the things they might have done. So we're going to look back on these, a couple from this year, but also just kind of generally speaking when it comes to retirement planning, what you would have liked to have done differently. And then also we have a couple of mailbag questions towards the end of the show, so please stick around to the very end. We welcome in Mike now. He's the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services, offices in Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin. So they're serving both great states. Mike, good welcome in. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, good morning, Ben. How are you doing today? Everything's good on my end. Uh, just uh, re- enjoying football. <laughs> Football's back. I know we've talked about it, but glad to see the Big Ten's returning to play. And, you know, just things I like just normalcy kind of returning in our lives. It's good to see. Yeah, people like, you know, creatures of habit. And I think just going, you know, the things that we count on here coming into fall, football is part of fall, whether it's college or NFL. It is it's good to see, you know, life you know, be kind of back to what it was. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's fun. Yeah, no question. Uh, we're going to look back today, though. I, I'm looking forward to this conversation because everything's, you know, clear in hindsight, right? Everything's 2020 in hindsight. And there's a lot of things that you would have liked to have done differently. I mean, just, you know, we try not to live our life with regrets. But when it comes to retirement planning, there's things that you maybe look back on. And if you had a chance to do it over again, you would. And, you know, this is the reason why we stress the importance of planning with a financial advisor and a professional that can help you kind of see these things that you might not have early on if you done it, done it by yourself. So let's go through a list of uh, these items, Mike, and things we might have heard from somebody looking back in the rearview mirror. So the first one is actually related to 2020 specifically, but maybe you've heard this. I got scared after the market crash during the coronavirus and put my money in cash. Now I'm kicking myself for missing the huge run up in the market, and I'm just sitting around waiting for it to crash again so I can get back in. Yeah, and I've we've we've seen a few of these these people who have come into our office, and um, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Now, who who knew the coronavirus was going to come? We call that the black swan event. It was totally unplanned, econ- not economic driven, but you know the, the pandemic driven healthcare. But it was the best case scenario. It was a V. You know, we talk about the you know the types of scenarios. It was the best case scenario because the market went down sharp, but it came up super sharp uh, within the roughly four months later, the market was back to where it was. Um, now to count on the market to, you know, wait, you know, sitting in cash waiting for the market to uh, come back and crash again, you know, who knows that that might not happen for another year, it might not happen for another four years. We don't know. I mean, the elections are going to make a, a big impact on that. We'll see. Now, I've had a lot of clients that did the same thing back in the real estate bubble, that they got scared, they took their money out in 2008, 2009 when the market was at the bottom and they didn't get in until maybe you know last year two years ago it's like they missed all those years of returns and gains so i just remind people that's why it's so important to work with a professional because you can't make emotional decisions like that it's it's good to not be so you know so rash on, on, on making those and 
Uh, we had a few of those clients too. We re recommended them. We, somebody came back to us with their 401k that they were too young to move it. They were under 59 and a half. And we says, don't move your money out into cash positions. Now, um, they did when the market was at the bottom at the end of March of the coronavirus, roughly. And then they missed and, and then they missed out on a lot of the gains. They got back to us and um, <laughs> we told them to ride the market back out. They didn't. They put it into cash and then they've been in cash and missed the whole market returns in the last four plus months, five months now. So that can be very detrimental. Don't be trying to time the market. The market over time will always grow and perform because we have inflation in there as well. But try not to make those rash decisions without a financial professional who understands what's going on. Yeah, I feel bad for anybody that uh, got out in March and is still sitting mm -hmm. on the sidelines because you've missed a huge, huge run up, and hopefully, hopefully, a lot of people aren't in that boat. But right. another might, might take another five years to catch up where you were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another thing people look back on, and, and you know, this year probably more so than than most, but a pretty common regret in hindsight is I wish I, we would have known how much risk we had in our portfolio before we took those big losses. We've heard a lot of that from people who weren't on our clients this year who came to us um, and they said, we, we thought we were in a moderate portfolio or a moderately conservative portfolio and find out they weren't. When we actually did the risk analysis, we found out they were a lot higher. So it's great when you're seeing these good returns on your statements, when, you, when you're making you know 20 to 30% in 2019 in your returns, that means you're probably not in a conservative portfolio, right? You're, you're probably moderate aggressive or aggressive. Uh, if that's the kind of returns you received last year. So everybody likes to see the good gains, but reality is, remember, you're still in the market. Things aren't guaranteed, and they took a lot bigger hit than they thought, and that's where it, it forced people to readjust their, uh, look at their risk tolerance and their, their risk assessment on their holdings and make some changes. So uh, it's always good to find out where you're at, especially in these, if you have these employer-sponsored plans, these 401ks, 403bs, because you know, they don't even give you true assessments on what the risk is. They give you just generalities. This is conservative. This is moderate. This is uh, aggressive. Nothing in between. Or they have a heat uh, index, you know, a risk index on your statement. It's just like a warm or the cold. I think it's kind of ridiculous. You want to get a true assessment on everything because you might have five, ten holdings. Your IRAs might have five, ten holdings or 20 holdings. And your spouse has the same. Uh, we will put all those assets uh, those holdings together into our portfolio um, risk assessment and give you a true score where you're at. Uh, it's important to see that. It is important to see that and know exactly where you stand. And that's something Mike and his team can do for you. Um, Social security wise, I know you, you do some things with this, Mike, and a lot of people don't really necessarily go into this with a plan so much. And we've discussed that some, but you know, one common thing we'll hear in hindsight is I didn't really understand my options with social security and I should have waited to start taking it later. Yeah, I just we just had a seminar last night. Uh, we we do a lot of educational some social security events. Uh, people still don't know the options that they have available. Social Security Administration admitted a couple of years ago they believe over ten billion dollars of money is left on the table with Social Security be, uh, because people take every year. That's every year, by the way, because people take their benefits at the wrong time. And they can calculate that because they know when people file, they know when they pass away, and they know if it was a good a good situation for them to take it as early as they did. So they're consistently taking it earlier than they should is what they're finding because you're locking in a lower uh, Social Security benefit by taking it early. So you want to definitely uh, find out what is the best 
option for you. People come to our office, we'll usually show them four different options on when to take it. What we are finding, people who weren't sure, they were thinking they were going to take it at a certain date, and then about 80 to 90% of the people, when we run the report for them, said, I'm going to take it later than I thought because this is a guarantee that's going to go up every year. My investments aren't a guarantee to go up. Your pension is usually set at 65 if you have a pension. Uh, that doesn't necessarily change. So we're, sometimes that's the, the important part is showing how to maximize your retirement. And sometimes it's waiting till at least full retirement age or maybe for one of the spouse to even wait till 70 to make your retirement solvent. Uh, we've even had some people who have taken it earlier We've run a report and the report says they should pay, they should actually, some of them say pay it back if it's within a year and act like it never happened um, and, and do a you know, restart. Or we, the other option, if you've been taking for over a year, you can actually suspend your benefits and they will start growing again and then you can pick them up at a later date. So we've actually had a, a, several of those every year for the last six years uh, where people actually stopped their benefits, let them grow or paid that money back um, to act like it never happened. Yeah, so if you want to get some information on classes for Mike, too, if you're interested in, in learning more about Social Security and some of the things Mike talks about, you can always find those online, too, at principalpreservationservices.com. How often do you hear this one, Mike? And maybe this is more so a common regret in hindsight because the Roth becoming more and more popular, but I should have put more money in a Roth IRA instead of saving so much in my 401k. Hear that a lot. And even just Roth in general, if it's not just your Roth IRA, what if it was just your Roth 401k option or your Roth 403b option with your employer? Any Roth is beneficial. Uh, so that's one of the biggest regrets that a lot of the clients that I work with said, well, during my, my working years, I wish I would have known the benefits of a Roth or I wish my employer would have told me that the Roth was available. I didn't even know it was available to me until I just recently checked in, you know, about it two years ago, you know, or something like that. So the huge benefit of having the Roth is you're paying your taxes now at a, at a tax rate, you know, we don't know what the future tax rates will be. And the nice thing is like, if you're in the state of Minnesota, if you have, and I have, I'm thinking about a client, particular husband and wife, they were, you know, I should say lucky but smart. <laughs> they, they said they weren't really planning on it. They just heard that Roth was good. So they decided to put all their 401k contributions into Roth accounts. Every single of their dollar of their contributions. They didn't split it between Roth and traditional. It, all their contributions went to Roth. You know, now their employer matches. They don't put it into Roth because they won't pay taxes on it. So that went into traditional piece. But because of that, when they get into retirement age and now they're taking out their required minimum distributions, um, even before that, when they're retired at full retirement age, when they take withdrawals out of their Roth, it won't be taxed. That doesn't count as income. And now because Minnesota taxes Social Security, uh, the provisional income formula, which is a formula to determine if you have to pay taxes, because there's no investments coming out in their eyes because it's all Roth, they only count half of the Social Security. They fall under the the uh, provisional income tax table, so none of their Social Security will be taxed. So they'll be at a zero tax bracket in retirement. You know, so they did the right thing, and so they're going to be living a comfortable retirement with good income from the Roth. And there's a little bit of money coming from their traditional side, but it's very little. It doesn't affect the tax brackets. So they will have a zero, pretty much be at the zero tax bracket when you take out that standard deduction that they'll have. They did things right. And I wish more people would have known that. But the good thing is if you're, you know, if you have 10 plus years before retirement, 
take advantage of the Roth accounts. And because of the Roth IRA, you're limited of income. If you make over a certain, you know, a certain dollar amount, you can't contribute. For married, it's roughly around around two hundred thousand dollars of income. If you make more than that combined, you can't contribute to the Roth. But in a four hundred one k or four hundred three b, there is no income limits on that. You can contribute to your Roth four hundred one k, Roth four hundred three b. Take advantage of those. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome option if you have it, the, the, the Roth 401k and no limits, if that's something you, you have. So investigate that in, into your plan if, and see if it's available for you. Uh, last one on our list for hindsight, I probably retired too early. Now it's hard to make ends meet, so I might go back to work. And I guess, Mike, this all comes down to planning. It does. And I know some people at, at their wit's end, you know, of, you know, they're stressed out. They Maybe they have a new boss that they just can't stand or... Uh, they're seeing their friends retire, and we, you know we can't make our decisions on retirement based off when all your your buddies from work are, are retiring. You have to make sure that your your house is taken care of, and that's a frustrating thing. Is when people retire too early, even when we warn them not to do it, and they do it anyways, and then they're over. You know, and plus, if <laughs> and usually th- those ones who retire before they should. And they're usually not on top of their budget and they're overspending. And that means they're going through their assets faster than they should. But sometimes working that extra year or two years makes a huge difference getting debt paid off and that higher income because people actually think it's easy to find part-time work in, re- in retirement. And unfortunately, it's not as easy as people think. And you know, when you're taking a part-time job at 15 to $18 an hour, when you were probably making double that or a lot more when working, if you're on a salary, um, you, you, you're trading your, your hours for a lot less income. Yeah, it might be a lot less responsibility, but you're, it's usually not enough. And nobody wants to be retired for two to three years and then have to go pick up a part-time work and, and go back into the workforce. I think that's more depressing than actually sticking out your career for an extra year or two years. You would have been better off. But we see that a lot. And uh, that's important just to get your plan done. And I've had those tough conversations where I said, you know, I wouldn't recommend retiring uh, because by it shows, it's, the report will show that you're going to run out of money. You're going to have a shortfall. And um, then they say, well, I'll pick up a job if I have to. You know, they just, they just, <laughs> they're sometimes they're not looking for my advice. They're just telling me what they want to <laughs> do and they're going to do. But that's, you know, that's, that's with anybody. And it's, it's your money. It's your life. We want to be give you the the right advice we don't want to tell you to do something if you're not fit to do so but get that planning done sometimes sticking out that one more year two more years and yeah i tell you if, if you have a a very high stress job or you have a bad boss and you stick it out that six months or a year later than you you wanted to but retirement will be so much more enjoyable that day you quit by sticking it out and making that extra income because you won't have to go back to work ever again and you can think that your boss might have to. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's good to know. And look, all these things can be hopefully avoided and you don't have to have, be thinking about these these things in, in regretful fashion. In hindsight, if you do sit down and have a plan and put a plan in place, you can avoid a lot of these problems and issues in retirement. So if that's something you want to do or if you want to get a second opinion on where you're at and what your plan uh, has tailored for you, you can sit down with Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services uh, online at principalpreservationservices.com or over the phone at 855-987-8888. And uh, they'll be happy to sit down with you and start working on that. A couple of mailbag questions before we uh, close out today's show. First one comes in from Jake. He says, I'm getting a big tax refund this year and have for the last several years. It's nice to get the refund, but am I better off to just keep that money uh, throughout the year? 
Yeah, there's two uh, kind of rules of, th- rules of thought on that. Some people, that's the, their way to uh, save some money. And if that's the only way that you're, you can stick to a budget is overpay taxes and get a refund back, you know, that's okay. I personally don't like to get, I don't want to pay in, um, but, you know, unfortunately as a business I do every year, but as a W-2 employee back in the days, I never wanted to pay in, but I wanted to kind of balance out and kind of break even because I'd rather get that extra money in my paycheck to invest as well because the government's not paying you back any interest. <laughs> uh, so I'd rather invest that if I can make, you know, four or five plus percent on on that extra money and, and do what I want with it, whether it's building up emergency fund for, you know, six months of your expenses set aside or it's, use that money for paying off debt will be more beneficial because you don't have, you know, if you're getting extra money in your paycheck, you can apply it monthly to your debt as opposed to just getting in a lump sum, you'd accrue less interest. And some people wait to file their taxes so late as well. So if you're ones that get your tax refund every year and you like that, don't file your taxes in April, file it as soon as you can, like February 1st and get your money immediately. So I prefer to, to invest that money or use that money to pay off debt sooner or build up your retirement, uh, your emergency fund, rather than wait to do that. But it's all about creating discipline and habits. Yeah, discipline and habits is always important when it comes to your finances. This one comes in from Dylan, who writes, my husband and I always argue because I want to redo our kitchen, but he says we need to save more money for retirement. We already save a lot, so how much is enough? Well, you know, and everybody has a different version of what is a lot, right? That's a, that's a general uh, term, I guess, in a sense. So the key is after you, you've, you've looked at your retirement plan, uh, are you going to have a good buffer for that? And where are you going to take your money out to redo your kitchen is another question because if it's coming from savings, if you have excess savings, or maybe you inherited some money, uh, if it fits your plan, great. Uh, I'm big on, we're in the process of redoing a lot of our pieces of the proper we bought a couple years ago that we believe is outdated. So we have a kitchen to redo yet that we haven't tackled yet, but we've been doing other projects along the way. If you're taking money out of your IRAs to do remodels and in your house, I'm not a big fan of that because it's all taxable income. And again, I, I always remind you that IRAs, 401ks, these retirement plans, these retirement accounts were meant for retirement, not for purchasing cars, not for remodeling houses, uh, things like that. Now, if you have a maybe a non-qualified account or a joint retirement uh, account that you're putting some investments in that's a non-IRA, non-Roth, uh, that might be a, a safe place to take out uh, as long as it's not going to be a huge tax hit. But again, the, the term a lot, Dylan, <laughs> says that, uh, you know, in your eyes, it might seem like a lot. In uh, spouse's eyes, it might not seem like enough. And maybe he's done planning you know, with Excel spreadsheets and knows exactly what he needs. But maybe he's off and maybe he just needs a second opinion to find out um, do you have the funds to do it or not. Now, we all like n- nice kitchens. Usually that's the place where it's going to increase the value of your house. I-, I encourage that if you have the funds to do it. I-, I guess, too, I mean, you can. that's something you can figure out by sitting down and having a meeting, Mike, where you can kind of figure out, okay, here's the compromise. You know, you got to this much or you need to save this much and then you'll have X amount of dollars left over to redo your kitchen. I mean, there's a way to come to that number, right? Yeah, and we look at that a lot. We have a lot of uh, clients who are in that position looking, where am I going to take money out for doing this or putting up a pole barn or redoing the kitchen or bathroom? And a lot of times they have cash accounts to do so. And sometimes we have to look at it and say, well, here we are at the end of the year, getting close to the end of the year. Let's not take, if it is coming out of maybe some stocks and we want to limit some of those capital gains or, or have enough money to take 
long-term capital gains out for free that wouldn't be taxed because you're under that income limit. We'll take some, maybe some out here in 2020, and then New Year we'll take some out again to stay under those limits. So it's all about being strategic about where those funds are coming from. But the key is let's let's develop a plan so you're not just winging it. Thanks for that question, Dylan, as well as Jake. We appreciate it. You can always send it in to us via principalpreservationservices.com or connect with us on Facebook as well. And uh, we'll try to answer those questions on our show moving forward. So let's close it out on that note. Mike, thanks again for your time. I encourage everybody to visit principalpreservationservices.com for more information on things we talked about, past podcasts, information on classes, other resources are all there on the website, but you can call Mike directly 855-987-8888. Mike, take care. We will talk to you again in another week. Sounds good, Ben. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.